some news to go along with the weather, I suppose. You warned us yesterday <laughs> about this, uh, but somehow the confirmation of the petrol price increase still hurt just as much. Mm-hmm. And uh, please mm-hmm. remind us, why will we be paying close to 15 rand a litre for petrol from tomorrow? Yeah, that's quite a scary number. That it is, to 15 isn't it? Rand a litre. Yes, that, that sort of really puts this into, into perspective. Um, so it really is, as we mentioned yesterday, the oil price and the rand, that's behind all of this increase. You know, I've, I've had a bit of a look back in terms of the oil prices move over the last couple of months. And, you know, in, in late June, we were at the, at the recent sort of lows of around $45 a barrel. And by early November, that price had, had jumped by more than 40% to over 60 $4 a barrel. And, and we really spent the majority of November well above $60 a barrel on the oil price. Fortunately, the good news, I guess, is that since late last week, the price has been coming down a little bit, but still sitting at, at, at about sixty-two fifty, as you mentioned in your introduction. So the oil price certainly considerably um, higher than it was earlier this year. When we then look at the RAND, we see that in, in early September, the RAND was well below 13 RAND to the dollar. The around 12 rand 80 and by mid-november that had weakened to about 14 rand 50 so big moves in terms of the currency as well um again fortunately because um just in the in the last couple of days we've seen the rand quite a bit stronger despite the ratings downgrade that we had um, and it seems as though this might be on the back of of expectation of more clarity coming out of the anc conference of course we know that quite a bit still needs to happen before we'll have final confirmation but yes the reason for the for the close to 15 rand a litre in December is definitely going to be because of the weaker um, uh, rand over November as well as the stronger oil price. But the good news, I guess, on that side is that um, both those have moderated from those levels. So things can, can be maintained at this sort of level by January. Things should look a little bit better. But I think the biggest concern really is that now heading into the holiday season, into the Christmas spending season, that, um, that this is definitely going to put some pressure on the consumer in terms of disposal income. And I think my biggest concern around that is that people will push ahead and continue with spending despite the fact that they've got to pay more for their transport costs, which means it'll likely come out of out of debt, out of you know your credit card or whatever the case might be. So people really need to think very carefully about overspending during December um, and then having a massive hangover in, in January. So that for me really is the big concern about this this uh, steep um, increase in, in the petrol price that we'll see happening tomorrow. And then, Narina, the U.S. equity markets, they back at record highs. Um, But is this an early Christmas rally or is there something (laughs) else behind this latest move upwards? So, you know, a, a year ago, um, one of the, the, the things that uh, President Trump um, campaigned on was this idea of, of tax cuts, specifically corporate tax cuts. And it's taken quite a while, but they now finally have been able to, to get approval for um, the new tax bill in both the Senate as well as the House of Representatives. And it's really this expectation of the tax cut that has, has powered the latest rally on, on Wall Street. Um, as you mentioned, uh, after spending some time in recordary territory yesterday. The, the S&P 500 did, did close slightly lower. The, the um, Dow also certainly at one stage was quite close to, to the 25,000 level, but it did moderate from those levels also. Um, but this is certainly on the back of the um, expectation of cut in corporate taxes, which um, is expected then, therefore to be earnings enhancing, and it's that uh, expectation of higher earnings growth that has really powered the market ahead. But, uh, you know, there's 
there is still a little bit of uncertainty because although both the House of Representatives and the Senate have approved a tax bill, they didn't approve the same version of the tax bill. So there's still some differences between these two. And before they can actually be presented to Trump for his final sign-off, these two have to be reconciled and approved. But, you know, I heard a, a great comment by someone yesterday that uh, when he was asked whether this ex- is expected to be uh, to be finalized in the near future, and he said, yes, absolutely, because when there was such a strong will to want to change the tax bill, then the details of what that tax bill is all about becomes almost um, of secondary nature. So, And I think we've seen a lot of that. There is this overriding political will wanting to push ahead with this, and unfortunately the devil, which is in the detail, is now often overlooked during this, this period of pushing ahead with the tax reform without necessarily understanding the full implications of, of what that might trans, uh, mean further down the line. So um, for the time being, this is good news for the U.S. equity market, but I think it certainly does also introduce um, additional risks and, and uncertainties into the market over the medium term. So in the U.S., they're looking forward to these tax cuts, So whereas here in South Africa, there's the expectation of tax increases to balance the books, mm-hmm. Narina. So what's the outlook come February and the budget? So I think what is a foregone conclusion is that taxes will have to increase in, in South Africa come the February budget. But we don't know which taxes or by how much. And, you know, there are some tax increases which can be very popular by um, by some people, but they are not necessarily very effective in terms of um, providing the tax revenue that we need. Then there are other taxes that are less popular, but at the same time they can actually be very effective, especially in terms of the, the cost effectiveness of actually gathering those taxes. And, and one of those certainly is that it is hugely unpopular to even and talk about increases in VAT, and yet it is one of the most fair ways of actually spreading the tax load across a, a much broader tax base. If you do that and you, um, if you increase the VAT and you do that alongside zero rating of not just basic food, but really the most basic um, expenditures that people have to incur, it can actually be a very effective way of, of, of getting those increased taxes. Now, an interesting one at the moment is that uh, obviously one of the tax um, or one of the zero rated items at the moment is bread. But there's quite a technical definition around what type of bread would be zero rated. And in fact, um, SARS had to issue um, a, a notice to specifically relating to certain types of brown bread. So whole wheat brown bread, high fiber brown bread, high protein brown bread, and brown health bread have been, um, there's been some uncertainty around whether these things should be zero rated or not. And SARS have now confirmed that these definitely should be zero rated. But yes, that's the interesting thing, until the 31st of March 2018. So with this, they are indicating that there are definitely some changes coming. And although this doesn't necessarily mean a change in that per se, it does talk about a change in certain categories and that there will be more clarification coming in February around that and, and especially that on basic foodstuffs. So I think this is going to be an interesting one for us to watch. I don't think there's much attention being paid to it now whilst we've got the, the, the election um, uh, coming up. But uh, once that is out the way, I think the attention will firmly turn back to where and how are we going to find the revenue to actually fill that 50 billion rand tax gap that we've got in our, in our budget.